sitting here in the casita on the ground in the same place that this podcast accidentally started eight months ago. Eight months of living in Mexico, leading the giving gifts, not really having any idea what I'm doing, but finding more and more confidence and just kind of showing up. The giving gifts podcast was started out of this place of desiring to create space for voices to be heard and stories to be shared. A desire for honesty and realness in a world that feels loud and uneasy. An attempt to allow a person to share their story and perspective in hopes that this would spur on conversation with whoever ends up listening. And to wrap up season two, I thought about just sharing all of the things that the Giving Gifts as an organization has accomplished. All the ways the organization and myself have failed and learned and what has been done because there actually is quite a bit there was and if i'm being honest there still is this voice in my head that's telling me i need to communicate all of the future plans and try to get you excited and believe in what the giving gifts is going to do over i don't know the next months years decades <laughs> kind of with this outcome that you would help or give or at least just get it this episode is not going to be really either of those things because this podcast was never created to be a show and tell of what we can do. This podcast was created to be the why behind what we do, a conversation that digs in deeper to the core of how and why we are here right now on this earth, a process of identifying our gifts that is so deeply rooted in who we have been who we are, and who we're becoming. Season two started with a conversation with Julia, that, and that episode was called Full Circle because I had just gone through this process of really identifying how each and every aspect of the giving gifts connects. When I think about that episode, I think about how I so desperately wanted people to understand not only the giving gifts, but me. I had this outcome in mind that if I said enough of the right things that people would choose to care. And in actuality, I will never be able to make you care. I do not have the responsibility to change anyone's mind or really make anyone do anything. I do have this gift, we could say, <laughs> to present some perspectives for you to consider to be open to possibilities, and to remain curious. So to wrap up season two, I asked Julia if we could have another conversation, this time without any outline or really any agenda. It was something Julia said in the conversation that really made a ton of sense to me. What started as a full circle conversation has actually transformed into a spiral an upward spiral, an onward process of growing and learning. And this image of an upward spiral has kind of activated this new hope in me. This conversation you're about to listen to reminded me of the importance of progress and growth and how this process is always ongoing. 
So wherever you find yourself in the spiral, I hope that this podcast, The Giving Gifts, my own story, is a sense of relief in this crazy world. A reminder that you have a gift that matters. And when we, as a collective, take the time to see the gifts in one another, to listen and learn from each other, our world has the possibility to be just a little more connected. You were told as a child that you took as, like, def- that you got defensive about, that oh. as an adult you realize is actually really important. Hmm. I'll share one too. Okay, you go first because I'm going to have to think about this for a second. I've just asked the question, which means you go first. I know, but <laughs> that was put me on the spot. Uh, true. True, okay. You I said think, you had one. Yeah, I do have one. Okay. I just have to think of it. Oh. Oh. I thought you had one. I said I'll share one too. Oh, okay, okay. Let's think. Okay. I have one. Okay. I think for me, I was just told that I didn't follow directions or rules mm. and that I was rebellious and that I heard that in like such a negative connotation yeah. because it was mostly like within the terms of being punished uh-huh. of why I was having a consequence or why I was getting in trouble. And so now I think about those things of how much I don't, how much it impacts like me as an adult to to choose to not follow mm-hmm. the way things are always done yeah, or the way like your superpower yeah, yeah like challenging things mm-hmm. but as a child like i that was always such a negative connotation mm-hmm. it's such a thing watching people parent and obviously neither one of us have children but i'm always like no don't tell them that they can't do that or don't tell them that they have to be a certain way. The only thing that I can think of, maybe just because we had this conversation earlier, but it's a little bit backwards, but, but about singing we were talking about, that I grew up singing and I was always told, like, there's a right and a wrong way to sing and it has to sound a particular way and so much critiquing and feedback all the time and... I shut down my voice for a long time because I didn't feel like I fit into that box. And in the last couple years, I've been trying to reconnect with my voice and just trying to like undo all of the stories of how it's supposed to sound and know that, well, try to know now that there's like so much magic in not having boundaries and not having expectations or rules on the way it's supposed to sound and yeah so it's kind of backwards from your question but same thing Mm -hmm. yeah and kind of the same concept like expectation boundaries Mm -hmm. rules needs to be a certain way that somebody it makes up like (laughs) who is making up these rules i don't know but i want to have a conversation with them if you are making up these rules, please join us <laughs> at the round table. Pull up a chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, rules. Oh my god, I was, I was um, 
ruled by rules for so many years. I lived my life like a freaking rule follower. And now I'm pretty much do everything like against all the rules that I followed my whole life and I've never been happier and never been more at peace in my life and I think the only rule should be do what you freaking want to do do what makes you happy and do what feels right inside of your body and we don't even teach that we don't even teach to like know how to listen to your own self so but I do feel like slowly the culture is changing and moving more towards encouraging people to listen to themselves and and ask questions and really get clear on like what do you actually want in this situation or how do you actually feel and honoring that it's so important mm-hmm. it's, a, it's the only thing it's the only important thing if everyone was honoring what they truly wanted and needed and felt like and actually from a place of love Mm -hmm. and like pure pure truth it would be such a different world but everyone's always worried about pleasing everyone else and in that we mix we sacrifice our own desires and our own intuition and then we end up like a Mm lose-lose the other person's not happy because you're you know and you're not happy anyway all that to answer your question (laughs) yeah I think like I think about these things a lot because even within within the giving gifts like worlds and spectrum and and the direction of of learning how to lead an organization that wants to create impact like the idea of creating impact is such a difficult thing for me to wrap my mind around because of course I want the giving gifts to be impactful Mm -hmm. but also impact is such an organic thing that needs to occur Mm -hmm. and it's such a specific thing Mm -hmm. and as an individual like I can't just say I want I want you to experience things this way yeah because the way people experience things is also different. Totally. And so to also, and also like I can't be responsible for saying I want you to have this experience because I'm never going to get what I want. Totally. If my, if my desire is for you to experience something and I'm so driven by the outcome that you'll mm-hmm. feel a certain way, like I am never going to... Mm-hmm. One, get what I want. And two, I'm going to be in a constant state of disappointment. And so this is something I've been thinking a lot about when people like keep asking, what are you learning or, or mm-hmm. what's going on with you and the giving gifts? It's like, well, the giving gifts is a constant state of looking at what I'm expecting mm-hmm. and asking myself, like, how do I show up and just care about people well without expecting something from another person? Mm-hmm. And then also, how do I know if something's working or not if I don't have any clear expectation? Mm-hmm. And so those are, like, the constant things that I'm thinking about. And thinking about childhood is also really interesting for me. I didn't realize that, like, this... The last six months in particular would require so much of me looking at who I've 
been my mm-hmm. whole life mm-hmm. in order to know the type of leader I want to be mm-hmm. and the direction I want the giving gifts to go. It's like I have I have to constantly be in tune with who I who I was yeah. in order to like acknowledge where I'm at now and where I want to go. Mm-hmm. Which is just kind of fascinating of like, oh, this is why I'm responding or this is why I'm getting so defensive about this or this is why I'm holding on so tightly to this idea that every single person should get to experience this because I didn't get to or Mm -hmm. because I did get to and so everyone should Mm -hmm. and just recognizing those patterns and those behaviors and Mm -hmm. breaking that down wow which is hard right like (laughs) and I and I know again like I was excited to have this conversation with you because I think in a similar way which you just brought up like you were a rule follower and now where you're at in your life as far as creating with people around you and creating for you and creating for others you have to recognize those behaviors and those patterns and break them down yeah whereas for me I never followed rules Mm -hmm. like I never was good at following rules I never liked rules I never understood rules Mm -hmm. And now I find myself almost wanting to create boundaries mm-hmm. and rules to exist in. Mm-hmm. And then also recognizing the freedom and saying, like, no, I was onto something when I didn't want to follow this rule. Totally. And so how do I let that be okay when all those voices said, you need to do this differently? It's just so true. Like you said, no one will, no one's going to have the same experience. Everyone, we're all just here having such vastly different experiences and we all have our own set of lessons that we have to learn in this life and our own set of circumstances that are going to present those lessons to us and it's just it's so cool like we're doing unlearning and relearning and it's all different and we get to learn from each other and these conversations are part of how we get to do that so it's cool that you have created a platform for yourself and a business where you get to just part of it is just having these conversations and growing as a human and changing my mind and letting other people change their mind yeah Mm -hmm. like the freedom in changing our minds I think that 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 is something I keep coming back to a lot so when was the last time you changed your mind on something? Like anything where you recognize like, wow, I'm totally just wrong about yeah, this. Yeah. Well, the first thing that comes to mind, it's a little bit off, but um, I always used to respond, I know. Like my, my response naturally in conversation would always be like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. And I feel like I always walked around just feeling like, kind of knew everything even though I knew see there I go I knew that I didn't know everything but I'm a quick learner and I pick things up quickly and one day someone said to me it's okay to say that you don't know and it was like a light bulb went off and it was so um liberating to be like oh I don't know I don't know and to start incorporating those three words into my life was like a massive shift for me to just allow myself to be like, "Hmm, I don't know. I don't have to take that on. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. And now I try to say, 
I don't know, a lot, but also because it, I realized it created a lot of like separation for me with other people just automatically puts when you when you act like you know everything or think that you know everything it automatically it does there's no opening with you and another person you know Mm -hmm. but once you're like oh I don't know then it creates space for the other person to maybe know or to Mm -hmm. show share something with you and add insight to the conversation or whatever so what about you I want to, I'm going to piggyback off that actually, because that was not what came to mind, but I think the power of not knowing Mm -hmm. has been something that has been so pivotal these last few months, especially being in Mexico in a new community where there was legitimately so many things that I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And so the power of being able to to be honest with that response. Because sometimes I'll say, I don't know to like escape responsibility. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're so different. Like, <laughs> we really are. So I'm like, I love being like, I don't know. What yeah. time is it? I don't know. Like, yeah. but to I'm actually. I'm over here like, uh, it's 3.42. You're like, it might be wrong. It might be wrong, right. but, but I probably know. It is wrong. It's 1.36. <laughs> but. Yeah, that is, that's been a big thing. And what I, what I noticed happened, and I went from a community where I didn't know a lot, and I, and I picked up a lot of patterns, I guess. So, so the, thing, the thing is, being in a community for like 10 years, I knew where the Trader Joe's was. I knew how things worked in the community I was working in. I knew where things were right and like how to how to get by Mm -hmm. you could say Mm -hmm. and so going from that to being like wow I really don't know anything and having to be in a posture of learning again and then asking questions again Mm -hmm. and then also having the aspect of language be a part of that so even feeling like how do I ask that how do I tell someone I don't know Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> was it's so uh, vulnerable yes yeah. and that vulnerability though what I realized is that I don't know the last time that I had really been open to actually a relationship with someone teaching me how to do something mm-hmm. and that has been such a game changer mm-hmm. in just the way that I'm relating to people because rather than being the person who is kind of steady and knows the things so people are coming to me and asking me the questions I'm in now in the reverse role and having the vulnerability of saying I really don't know how to do this Mm. can you teach me can you show me are you open to like me being wrong and being corrected and what I realize though when I'm in that position and experiencing that vulnerability is that the relationships feel like they have more equity like they feel like there's some type of wholeness there and so that's something I've just been there's like an equal energetic exchange happening too yeah an exchange I think that that's a big thing Mm because and and something I've been thinking a lot about in relationships Mm -hmm. is the importance of not balance but exchange yes and realizing like if I'm desiring to build a relationship with literally anyone and I'm unwilling to exchange Mm -hmm. and I'm only willing to give or only willing to receive Mm -hmm. then it will never have 
it will it's it will lack that like abundance totally it will be like lifeless almost it's so interesting because like you said you can give infinitely to someone and if they're not if there's no reciprocity then it's just like what like this is that's not a relationship right yeah well and have you ever been on the receiving end of someone giving something to you without any like explanation or just like constantly showing up and like pouring into you but being unwilling to receive anything from you well I would say I would never enter into a relationship where that's the case, but I've definitely had situations where someone's like not quite reading the, um, reading me correctly, and I'm not really interested in a relationship with that person, and they are, and so then that puts me in a position where I have to have on an honest conversation, but that in and of itself feels like part of the reciprocity. It's like, if I'm not willing to engage in this relationship then at least I have to be willing to close that loop and you know mm-hmm. so but I would say just who I am as a person I show up pretty fully um I try to yeah do you feel like this um has applied to the giving gifts at all this year I think everything that has applied to my life applies to the giving gifts right now. Like when people say have healthy life, work, balance, I have none. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that right now. I think I'm way less interested in balance these days and more about what I need today. Mm-hmm. And so there's days that I don't talk or think or actively do anything with the giving gifts and that's healthy. And there's days where that's all I do and think about and mm-hmm. talk about. Um, so it's funny that you asked that, but it's so true. It's a reflection of you, you and your own evolution. Yeah. And then in a lot of ways, I'm trying to separate that, right? Like Mm -hmm. I want the giving gifts to be a standalone type of organization that everyone feels like they play a role in or have Mm -hmm. a part in or have a possibility in. Mm -hmm. And so it's sometimes hard because it's with the feeling like it requires all of me. It's also Mm -hmm. like, I don't want... I want I want people to recognize that there is like a difference mm-hmm. or that it's it's an entity of who I am. It's not who I'm I am uh, like it's definitely not who you are. And that's the part that yeah. um sometimes feels tricky. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I've totally noticed I've noticed that a lot I think specifically I've had a really hard time sometimes when I recognize that a person isn't interested in a relationship when it comes to the giving gifts. So I have a lot of people who, like, will want to, like, insert advice or perspective without really acknowledging anything that they can take from that. And I have a really hard time engaging with those conversations because it's like, well, why are you willing to just give and not receive anything? Mm -hmm. And also, it's called me out. I think I spent a lot of the last 10 years giving a lot and what and not only was I not receiving I wasn't open to receiving Mm. like I wasn't open to being cared about I wasn't Mm. open to anyone pouring anything out like that would have made me uncomfortable and so I think 
it has not it's nothing to do necessarily with other people as much as it's totally a posture change in myself Mm -hmm. of like if I want to create and cultivate honest real relationship where people acknowledge that they're needed and wanted in this world like I have to start believing that for myself Mm -hmm. and let people treat me that way Mm -hmm. and it's freaking hard like it's like all these like walls I'm recognizing around me that I don't Mm -hmm. know at what point I built them Mm -hmm. but I've just like found so much comfort in them Mm -hmm. and it's such a like oxymoron because it's actually like not comfortable to be alone and to be isolated and to shut people out that could potentially be pouring so much into us but we've like convinced ourselves that it's comfortable mm-hmm. at some in some way it's safer it's you know at some point we needed those walls to protect us but then they like cement in and part of growing up is like oh we don't need that wall anymore mm-hmm. but it's it's really brave because a lot of people go their whole life without ever noticing that the walls are even there mm-hmm. and ever allowing themselves to connect and so i think the work that you're doing is so important because it's tuning people into what they actually have to offer to the world and you can't really get there without looking at the hard the hard stuff too mm-hmm. and i'm not interested in safety like yeah. that doesn't interest me <laughs> when people say like drive safely or be safe i'm like why like i mean i get it like drive safely yeah. Yeah. i'm not looking to like hit a car or something but at the same time I'm like man we have let safety rule our lives well and again it's such a lie that like we're not inherently safe we are like why 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 are we not inherently okay we are Mm-hmm. we're taking care we're fine we're just fine we're mm-hmm. just here the truth is in this moment we're sitting right here and we're good. We're safe. And like, yes, there are horrible things that happen in this world, but so much of all of that stuff is created from all of these false beliefs that we have about ourselves and other people. And if we like really peeled back the layers and came back to the truth of just like, we're actually good. Yeah. We actually don't need anything. We're actually safe. But it's we're it's just wild. I mean, we we have to create all these businesses and do all these, you know, what I'm doing like tattoo ceremonies, five hour sessions of helping people uncover beliefs about themselves and others. It's like it's cool we get to do it, but it's also kind of wild. It's like we're literally just on this planet. We we were born. We have all this conditioning and patterns that get created, and then we get to be adults and undo them all and come back to our child. There we go, back to the child again. It's like it's right. all about. It's all a, a spiral, really. We were talking about everything being a circle, and the circle just keeps going. But I like the analogy of a spiral because like each turn around the spiral is the same thing but you get to see it from a different perspective Mm -hmm. you have the opportunity to Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's something I mean not to like actually I don't really care if this sounds dark because I don't think it is but I've just been thinking a lot about 
death and a lot about this concept of life and death and how like you mentioned like we're born into this world where we don't get that choice Mm -hmm. and when we're here every single thing is revolved around staying alive almost like every big business every Mm -hmm. everything Mm -hmm. right it's like you want to be healthy so that you can stay alive and you want relationships so you can stay alive and you want money and and power and food and all of these Mm -hmm. things some beautiful some more challenging Mm -hmm. all just so you can simply stay alive yeah and I think I came to not even like living no and that was yeah that's the point I keep I keep coming back to of like I'm not so interested in staying alive you're interested in I'm interested if I have to be alive right now like how Mm -hmm. can I do that in the most full and whole way possible Mm -hmm. which means like I don't want to escape the hard the hardship of things because I think even in the midst of those like we actually have more capability to be living. Totally. I mean, every moment, every moment is now. That's all we really have. And so, yes, yeah, it's like everyone feels, not everyone, a lot of our culture feels like it's striving for to stay alive or whatever. And like there's a destination. Mm-hmm. Really, like there's no destination. We just get to be here right now. And so if we can shift the perspective to what's here right now the present moment and actually come alive in what we're doing then why would we do anything else yeah yeah and those are the questions i'm constantly no no they're not questions but those are kind of the thoughts that i'm constantly ruminating when i'm thinking about so what is the giving gifts Mm -hmm. and and if i have one lifetime whether that's (laughs) however long that is Mm -hmm. how do I use that in a way that I fully lived in a sense of inclusivity and being of service connection Mm -hmm. and relationship Mm -hmm. and how can I do that in a way that I see people for not what they do but who they are Mm -hmm. And so I think that is it's important to like acknowledge all of the things that make me able to like view that. And then also saying like how do I invite people into this? Mm-hmm. Because it is in a lot of ways I think a different type of thinking, right? Like mm-hmm. it requires me a lot of the times to put away like my individualism mm-hmm. and like remember And, like, that is really what makes me want to wake up the next day is being, like, okay, I'm a part of a collective. Whether I like that collective or I don't like that collective sometimes, Mm -hmm. I'm a part of this collective. And what what role am I in this collective? And how do I invite people into knowing and believing that they're a part of a collective? Mm -hmm. Because so much of our world right now is just take care of yourself. And if you can maybe take care of a few other people mm-hmm. if you're taken care of mm-hmm. and that just doesn't interest me yeah. like I don't think I'm motivated enough to do that well mm-hmm. so then how do I lead in a way that invites people to realizing that individualism is actually what's keeping them from being a part of something so much more whole mm-hmm. and beautiful and it requires a lot more of you mm-hmm. What do you think stops people, for, or what do you think keeps people in that, like, separate mindset? 
I think it's I think it goes back to safety. Like it's mm-hmm. safer. It's it, like fear of really being seen, fear of connecting, fear of Well, cuz with any of those come the promise to be hurt. Mm-hmm. Right? Like anytime we're engaging, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to eventually hurt one another. Mm-hmm. And if we're fearful of hurt or we're fearful mm-hmm. of anything that's not safe, mm-hmm then that's a really hard reality to accept. Yeah. And so it's a lot easier, I think, in some ways. Mm-hmm. to Or the belief system. Or the system, illusion is that it's easier. It's easier yeah. to just consider yourself yeah. and the person you are. I'm not saying that's totally selfish. Like, mm-hmm. I'm saying that that actually, I think, requires way more work and is harder totally. to just be in this world alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what is the giving gifts doing to combat this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, right now my big focus with the giving gifts is saying, how can the giving gifts be a force and and an agent of connection Mm -hmm. in our world right now? Mm -hmm. And how do we create these resources and tools for individuals to know and believe that their life right now is important and matters in a whole picture Mm -hmm. and not just an isolated you matter, which is true, Mm -hmm. but you matter is collective. That means that we all have a responsibility in that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the big thing with the giving Mm -hmm. gifts right now is, is realizing like this past six months has been constant learning. Mm -hmm. Like, from from getting to do this podcast and getting to just hear people's voices and stories from Discover Surf and like getting to run a program and realizing what works and what doesn't and what was beautiful and what was hard about that and wanting that to be impactful in itself and continue and then getting to look at things that didn't work, you know, and getting to be okay with saying, hey, I really thought this was going to work and this was going to go this way and it didn't. So how do I shift this mindset? I mean, that, a big thing that had a shift was like, I fully thought we could raise, we could do, I could run the giving gifts without raising support mm-hmm. in a way that individuals would be giving monthly and I got to be wrong about that, that I recognize the need for individuals to support. And it's not just a money thing. It's a, you believe that this is important and you're understanding the vision that you're willing to do something to be a part of something bigger than you. Yeah. And, and coming to a place of like recognizing how to invite people into that. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that is shifting and changing and mold, like being molded. Mm-hmm. And it probably... Always will be. Always will be. Yeah. And I think that's the point that I've just come to be really confident and comfortable with is that the giving gifts, if it's growing, is going to be shifting. Mm -hmm. And so it will never be an organization that does one program and that's it. If if the giving gifts is doing what it was created to do, which is to recognize that every single person has a gift and that we want to be a part of empowering a person to use their gift – know their gift first, use their gift, and share their story. Mm-hmm. And we're going to incorporate, like, mental health into that and mental, like, wholeness into that, then it's going to constantly be shifting what it looks like. Mm-hmm. So, beautiful. yeah. Thanks mm-hmm. for asking. 
Thanks for having these conversations. Thanks for having a platform to have these conversations because a lot of people aren't having them. Mm-hmm. So, and I think if one person could lessen and glean some sort of like, huh, never thought about that, then we're doing our, we're doing something, right? Yeah. yeah. Literally earlier I was in the bathroom and I was like, I know Cassidy's going to ask me if I have a joke and I had such a funny joke, but it, it's gone. Go look in the bathroom for it. Thanks for listening to the Like, share, and subscribe. This show is the shit. Spread some love and joy. Know that you're a gift.